With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Thanks for downloading the Final Furlong Podcast. I'm Emma Kennedy alongside my good friend and At The Races pundit, Mr. Kevin Blake. Hello. Just back from the Dublin Horse Show. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I know next to nothing about the sport horse industry, uh, but I do enjoy going up to the Dublin Horse Show when I can. It's a nice day out. You get to see all sorts of things, um, all sorts of different disciplines, different sizes and shapes of horses and different things going on. And a uh, nice social day out as well. You wouldn't know who you'd meet at the Dublin Horse Show. Yeah, you really wouldn't. Conor McGregor's sister working there. Really? Okay. Yeah, for TV3, doing some interviews. Uh, nice. Jeez, um, okay. Was there any of the old boys from the National Hunt game reformed? Reformed? What do you mean? Reformed, retrained. Oh, the yeah, the, the race uh, the race horse riding sorry, the, the race horse riding horse class is on Saturday. Ah. Um I, I put up the runners and riders on Twitter there. There's some serious for, legends in for there. Paddy the plaster? I don't think he's there. I think he's finished. I ah, think he's finished. He okay. he won it. Um, he might have won it three times in a row. Yeah, but, he um, became a legend at that. You've Don Cossack rule the world. Um, Jamesy is in there. An old favorite of mine. Um, Snaefell, an old sprinter from McHalfords from years ago, and just it's worth having a glance at the card now because it's it's a great old class. And, um, Don Cossack, I'd imagine, will be very hard to beat because he was always a stunning horse to look at, even when he was. When he was very much, you know, race race tight. So now that he's let down and um, is doing doing a bit of this sort of thing, I'd say he looks absolutely fabulous. Breaking news: Blake bet go ten to one on that Jamesy wins because Kevin loves that <laughs> horse so much. But yeah, Don Cossack, it'd be great to see him back. And it's a yeah, lovely. Be, he, I'd say if uh, if you, if it was priced up, I'd imagine the Don would be very short. Absolutely, I can tell you that the feature race over the weekend. Well. He, it's probably in France, and we'll come to it. We will come to it. But the feature race of the Curra, live and at the races, is the Keeneland Phoenix Stakes in Group 1 company for Sergi Prokofiev. Uh, 11 to 10 after finishing third to Calix in the Coventry Stakes last time out of the Royal Meeting. Advertise who Martin Mead is talking about left, right, and center. Apparently, this horse is catching pigeons on the gallops, and this course finished in front of Sergi last time out, uh, around about 11 to 4, and then it's Fairyland 6 to 1, Landforce surely isn't running if he's 14s. All right, Kev, is this a match between Sergi and Advertise? Is this all about the Irish versus the English? And does Martin Mead realize that Aidan O'Brien wins this race every year? Um, I think that's that's the main narrative we have here. And fair play to Martin Mead. I know some people are, are giving her a bit of stick, but that's great. You know, it's great for, pe- for, for, for people to be bullish like that. Or, yeah. And I know there'll be plenty of smart arseology if he doesn't win, but good luck to him. You know, at the end of the day, he believes in his horse. People shouldn't be so coy and, uh, and you know, do the, the the routine of you know downplaying their own horse to try and take pressure off themselves. If you if you have the balls to, to talk you to be honest and talk your horse up if you believe in them, a good look and advertise has definite. You know, I, I think there's. I'd imagine once we get declarations, and I'm assuming they're both declared, I, I can only assume they'll be closer together in the betting. Um, because, like you say, Advertise has already finished in front of Sergi, and the, the case is an obvious one why Sergi might reverse the form. Uh, we spoke about it a lot at the time about how Aidan O'Brien's two-year-olds uh, weren't quite as forward as they were, um, a bit more raw uh, than they usually would be going into Royal Ascot. But at the end of the day, that was Sergi's fourth run. 
you know, he went in there with plenty of experience. I know he did, he did show a bit of rawness in the run, uh, but it was only advertisers' second run of his life. You know, he he didn't exactly look to finish the article either, and he's has since gone on and won the July Stakes, and probably didn't need to improve his form to do so, but ultimately won it very well. And uh, look, Martin Mead is more than entitled to be bullish, and he he could perhaps feel a little bit. Um, it could be a classic case of reverse the connections, reverse the positions in the market, uh, because uh, on form advertised is the pick. Sergi has to come up to his level, mm. and um, and I th- I think this is a horse race, and if the betting stays, you know, as it is now, which you know, what are we talking? Eleven to ten, eleven to four. Uh, yeah, that's best price. He is gone as short as seven to four with some firms. Advertise. Yeah, like it's, God, if there was that big of a gap. You know, just purely from a from a value perspective, you'd have to go and advertise and throw into the mix that um, Aidan O'Brien's haven't been 100%. I, I was on the road actually all during Leopardstown, but I believe Aidan O'Brien did an interview during racing where he gave a kind of a more upbeat report. He did. On the, ge- on the general health of his horses, which he did, is but the, but encouraging. The, but, but the thing is, though, Kevin Blake, that clearly, clearly there is a serious problem within the art and clearly it's affecting the best of them because the moral winner of the 2017 derby, Yucatan, got stuffed. So <laughs> if he can't run to form, then none they of them can. They must all be sick as dogs. That's it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Mucus pouring freely Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I watched this race with you at the Royal Meeting. Can I put it to you, Kevin, that Sergi, for all that I would be a huge Ryan Moore fan, wasn't his best day, wasn't particularly well-placed, and he had to switch twice. So that does put the form in some perspective in my mind. I've watched it back several times today, and that's... The conclusion I kept coming to. Yeah, look, you you could certainly make the case that on that day, Sergi was certainly a little bit unluck- unlucky not to finish second. Uh, and look, physically, he should keep improving. Uh, and look, he, he had to weave, you know. But like at the end of the day, you know, he went in there with plenty of experience. He didn't have the same level of excuse that the likes of. You know, just wonderful had to be yeah. to go there and be a bit green and what have you, because he did have that bit of experience. He didn't always learn loads in those three starts that he had, but they should have stood to him. And I, I don't want to, I wouldn't like to lean too much on that theory with, with Sergi. You know, he's open to improvement, uh, absolutely, but so is advertised. And uh, I would not have a lot between these two now. I, I'm a big fan of Sergi have been from the get-go, really. Um, but advertises is a proper horse, too. And um, I'm just delighted he's coming over uh, because we, we've seen some wonderful clashes down the years with, you know, really good English coat, English-trained coats coming over um, for the likes of the Phoenix and the National Stakes. And it don't always come over. And, you know, it's the same thing that we've talked about, you know, with regards to the Irish Derby. There's a bit of an intimidation factor there that, if they feel if they come over, they're going to be playing against a team or competing against a team, I should say, mm. um, in in the form of you know the Coolmore Battalions. Well, fair play to them. You know they're they're coming over, they're having a go, and um, he's an important horse for for the team. You know Phoenix Thoroughbred spot into him um, after after he won his debut. You know that, and it's important that these horses do well after you sell to a big owner like that. Yeah. Um, just with a view to the long, you know, the road being long, and that you you want them to trust you, and if and if you put them into a horse for what can, one can only imagine would have been a lot of money, you want them to go on and perform, and you know he's gone from winning a an ordinary enough Newbury maiden up to winning a Group Two, so that's good business for everyone involved, and that's that's good news for everyone involved, and uh, if he were to go on and win this, it would look like great business. Um, you know, you might you know you don't know how how good a business it is unless you know what price was paid. But you yeah. know, uh, in my own mind, I, I suspect it wasn't. Uh, it wouldn't have been a king's ransom that bought this fella after winning his maiden. So it, it certainly it, it is more than likely to have been good business. Pop um, quiz, hot shot. How many times has Aidan O'Brien won this race in the last ten years? Oh Jesus, something like it's in the last twenty years. It's something ridiculous, like fourteen, I think, isn't it? What do you go for in the last ten? Um, Oh, I don't know. Six, seven? Eight. Eight, gee, good God. The only ones beaten were Power and War Command. Mm. What did, um, what beat Power? Uh, Power was beaten... Was it Philly? 
I think so. Uh, I think it was, was it David Watchman's or so? Oh, do you know who it was? It was La Kalina. Uh, yeah, Kevin Brennan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2011. Uh, beating the neck. Um, Proof once again the Coventry winners can't win the Phoenix Stakes until Caravaggio <laughs> did exactly that last season. Uh, at just at their value price of 8 to 1 on. Um, Caravaggio two seasons ago, Sioux Nation winning it last year. Um, I remember George Washington putting up a stunning performance in this race um, back in the day as well, back in 2005 mm. before he went on to win the Guineas in 2006. It's, it's a race Aiden really uses for big stars. So, Yeah, and fun, funny enough, speaking of Phoenix Thoroughbreds, um, I just noted uh, there that Tom Mullins has a filly um, entered up. She won a maiden first time out just by a short head at Leopardstown a few weeks ago. And Phoenix Thoroughbreds have stepped in and bought her. Um, so that's a, that's a fantastic result for Tom Mullins. Uh, um, she had run in the colours of, of Helen Mullins, Tom's um, missus, first time out. So uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a big result for them. It would be interesting if she lined up. She would have to improve a lot. But, um, you know, Tom had the entry made before she ever ran, so clearly has a great regard for her. Mia and, Mento uh, and, uh, is her name, by Casamento. Yes, that's, that's the one. And uh, that man again, a new, re- relative newcomer to the podcast, has his fingers in this one as well, bred by Conmer now. You're not serious. <laughs> yeah. A Vicon. A Vicon. Um, so he's, he's stuck in that one as well. But that's, that's interesting, and it's great to see... Uh, Phoenix, uh, they they bought one other, they bought one other as far as I remember in Ireland earlier this season. A, a filly that won a maiden trained by Alan Fleming. Actually, I don't think she's run since she was down to run in one of the Guineas trials, but was a non-runner. Okay. Um. So I think, and I'm open to correction, that this might be the second horse that Phoenix have bought, um, based in Ireland. And that's great. You know, you, you we need as a as a business, we need new players to come in and I know they're not brand new but they're relatively new to come in and, and, and buy because the likes of Tom Mullins um, they, they need to sell generally to keep the whole thing ticking and it's important that we have clients there and that the, that the market to sell horses like this is good and strong so that when people um, are fortunate enough to come across a good one that they get well paid except at the end of the day that makes the whole game go around absolutely and and one can bemoan, uh, you'll, you'll get some people, I'm sure, bemoaning the fact of, uh, you know, big, strong connections coming in, buying up uh, horses trained by, uh, inverted commas, smaller trainers. And that um, that, that, that happening uh, denies us the opportunity for these, you know, fairy tale successes and so on and so forth. But mm. I don't buy I don't buy into that. You know, at the end of the day, everyone has to make a living. And thankfully, in this case, Phoenix have left the filly with Tom Mullins and hopefully she stays with him for, for a while yet. Uh, who knows? Maybe she'll get moved on to America or somewhere um, in in her later career. But uh, well done to Tom Mullins. This, this is a big big opportunity for him. And if she lined up in a Group One, I'm sure that'd be a, a huge day for all concerned. Absolutely. I just noticed they've got Kedar with Carl Burke, who's by Scat Daddy out of a Sindar mare, costs seven hundred thousand euros, and she will run on Friday at Haydock. So yeah, they they spent um, wild money um, at the sales in the last kind of. What do we call it? I suppose last two years, really. Um, Physic Tipton not... is that the the American sale? They they went bananas there, didn't they? Yeah, they were very active in America. They've been active everywhere. Um, there's been a few personnel changes in the operation there mm. in the in the relatively recent past. It's funny, it's I was I was reading operation. I was reading about the sales this week, and one of those high profile personnel changes was was being talked about because she was over on the other side, not spending quite as much as she had done last year uh, for Phoenix, but was uh, saying that is now relocating to the States by the looks of things and, and going to be doing Yeah, potentially, Kerry yeah. Radcliffe. I mm. know Kerry, she, she's, she's a great character and uh, she'll, she'll be just fine. Um, but it, it's, it's an interesting operation. And, you know, like, like I was saying, it's important that these operations have success. And, of course, they had a winner at Royal Ascot. And um, and that that's just good. That's just good for the game. Okay. Yeah. You want you want these people that are that are putting their fate in the game by spending a lot of money. You want them to be rewarded, um, because God knows there's been enough people that have come into the game, spent a lot of money, 
not got success, had a bad experience and being gone forever. Become disillusioned so, and walked away. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I know that's just, that can be that, you know, and that's not anyone's fault when that happens um, a lot of the time. You know, that's it's just a harsh reality of the, the game that it's very difficult to, to have success at a high level. Um, so look, good luck to them. And uh, they'll potentially have two runners in the Phoenix Stakes on Sunday, and that'd be great for them. Would you be interested in something at a price like the Irish Rover, for example, because you were very keen on him for Ascot and he hasn't run since? Yeah, and he certainly ran better than the bare form. He shaped well for a long way. Um, I think he's fast. You know, I, I don't think he'd mind a drop, a, a drop to five. Um, six furlongs here, obviously. Um, I'll wait and see the final field because obviously uh, Valley Doyle have a lot of entries here and plenty of promising horses. You know, Fairyland is interesting. I don't know if she'd improve quite as much from Ascot as some of the others. Um, she's a very professional filly. Um, Gossamer Wings is, is an interesting filly as well. But I'll wait until I see the full field. But what we know at the minute is it's likely to be Sergi versus Advertise and at the types of prices that are available now, um, I, I go to Advertise. I think, I think this is, I think this is a horse race and uh, I'll let Sergi short head me at, at those prices, but I think the value is with Advertise. My mind's a bit distracted these days, but I have just been uh, told by producer D on the big screen here to highlight the fact that Kevin Blake has gone for an English trained horse in an <laughs> Irish group one. Live on At The Races. This is an absolute shocking development. <laughs> Deary me. Uh, sure, look, we'll see what happens. I will confidently go with Sergi, who I expect big things of. Uh, and I think that Sergei Brugoviev will go and win. Or Sergei Brugoviev. Whatever, he wins. He, go, he wins when he wants, like George Bone. Uh, that <laughs> is the 335 at the Curra. We will come to France a little bit later on, but let's round off the Curra first of all. Uh, the Phoenix Sprint Stakes, Kevin Blake. You will remember fondly, of course, that stunning performance from one cool cat back in the day in 2003. 19 <sighs> dickety-doo. When he became... 15 years. Yeah. When he became European <sighs> champion, three-year-old sprinter uh, by bolting up in this race. God, I feel old. 15 years, I feel very old. Did you see the um, tweet that I got yesterday from a gentleman who listens to the show saying, thanks a bunch, Kennedy. Uh, I was on a date with a girl and she said 19 and was trying to finish the sentence. Couldn't do it. So he jumped in with dickety-doo. And she, <laughs> no way. <laughs> and she just looked at him as if he was a complete idiot. Uh, to which I said, hey, listen, if she's not into Simpsons, move on. Move on, man. You're, you're, you're better off without her. Um, <laughs> Art Humi's running, Kev. I'm sure you are very, very interested in him. I am, actually. Yeah, and he'd be... We don't. We obviously don't know what the feel is. It looks uh, just uh, probably an average renewal of this. Um, I don't think we're being harsh in saying that. And I, I got to give Art Humi another go. Um, anyone that listens a regular to the podcast will know that I'm fond of this fella. And uh, for me, he was the moral winner of the scurry last time and he was off a rating of 107 there would have been a big performance and uh, in our Hume in, in a nutshell he has a very well publicized bad breeding problem yeah and he needs to be covered up in his races he needs speed in front of him to uh, to help him settle is that's the key he needs to settle and um, because sometimes well not sometimes it's a very common thing that if a horse has questionable breeding and racing freely tends to to, to exa exacerbate the problems they have because it's just tension in their in their throat area um, can tend to lead to issues. So with those uh, wind problem horses, you don't want to see them racing freely. And he just ran an absolute stormer in the scurry because he was drawn on the wrong side. He was in a small group over there by himself and with a handful of others. And he just got left in front way too soon and kind of two furlongs down when he hit the front. I'm like, right, he's done. He cannot win given the way this race has panned out for him. And he's only just been touched off really um, by an English horse called Intersab, who was, um, who was very well handicapped um, as it turned out. And Akumi, it was just, he was a moral winner. I was sickened for him. He's a smashing horse. And I just hope that there, there's a good big field for this. I suspect there will be because it looks like, you know, pretty wide open at the entry stage. There's 18 runners. You'd love to see 10 plus uh, with Hard Hume drawn in the middle of them and a few old trailblazers in there like your intelligence crosses and, uh, and a couple of others. And they just go hard. 
Colin Keane can ride him with loads of confidence and arrive as lazy dares. And he has the talent to win this for show. Uh, he's a Group 2 winner in the past. Um, and he looked as good as ever last time. And it'll be interesting to see how they price him up now because I, you know, handicap form coming back into a Group 3, I'm hoping um, the market will underestimate him. But yeah, I, I'd be keen on him now. I'd be keen on him. Okay. I'm sold. I would like to ignore uh, any quotes about Smash Williams and Friday Night Lights and just give up on him and uh, <laughs> pile in on Ard Humi um, for Gerald Lyons. I think you have. I'm going to do a quick sidetrack here, just because you said Friday Night Lights. In terms of American football, and this is a documentary now rather than a, a drama. Last um, chance, have you, you. Have you watched it? I haven't watched season two, nor have I watched the new series where they go to a different school. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched them all. I'm halfway through the latest one. But uh, I, I'd give that my, my um, Netflix recommendation. Okay. Uh, you, I don't. It helps if you understand American football, but I don't think you have to because it's, it's mostly about the characters. Yeah. And I'll give, I'll give it a very quick sum up. Basically, um, they have a funny old college football system in America. And uh, basically... This school is out in the, the in season one, assuming you start off at season one, this school is out in the middle of nowhere, back or beyonds, and it's all about football. They're a big football stadium in the middle of nowhere, and basically what they do is they take on all the, 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 the students from top colleges and universities that have got basically kicked out, the really talented football players that got booted out because they're, they're great, their academics weren't good, or they got arrested, or they got suspended, or they did something stupid. Um, so they're basically all the talented guys that just haven't been able to put it together for whatever reason. And they come to this school, um, a junior college is what it's called. Yeah. Um, the, the hope being they'll play football, um, advertise their football talents, but get their grades up to a level that allows them back into a top college and then hopefully go on to the NFL. So you can imagine when you put all these lunatics in, in the most part together in, in the one team, like man, I say lunatics. Like a lot of them would just have the most horrific stories coming oh, from really, terrible. really tough situations. And terrible um, a lot poverty. Of their, yeah, a lot of their behavioural issues. You wouldn't like to blame them too much because it's just a product of their of their upbringing. Yeah. And it's just some fabulous stories. Some that would just make you want to you'd be punching the wall looking at some of them now with the frustration because you can see the talent oozing out of them, but they just can't get it right. And then the coach is an absolute head case. Oh, he is a well. lunatic. He's, he's a genius, but he's a lunatic. An absolute head case. But, well, I won't go on about it, but it's very, yeah. very good. It's not, it's not a big commitment. I think there might only be six or eight episodes in, in, in uh, the first season, hour, hour long a piece. Really enjoyed it. Now, if you like your kind of sports documentaries, um, reality TV based around sports, yeah. Double Blake thumbs up. Uh, so apologies, uh, sidetrack. Um, and I'm, I'll move on to the next one, Kenners. Uh, the race that I love every year um, doesn't always turn out brilliant, but they have this Phillies race on this card uh, at the Curra. Two-year-olds only, seven furlongs. It has a funny set of conditions, which I'll briefly read out for two-year-olds only that have not run before June the 1st and have not been placed first, second, or third in a listed race. So you can get maiden winners in here. We have a few entered um, that carry a penalty. Uh, often there's been a real nice filly being started off in this, um, with, with, and you always get big pedigrees. Um, some would go on to be Oaks types. It doesn't always work out that way, but we have some really interesting fillies in here. I'll just I'll who, give you... Who won in 2016? I don't know, actually. Go on. Hydrangea! And there you go. And uh, I, I think that I'm going to get the role of honor up here myself. But if you ha if you go back further than ten years, I think you'll find some probably a better, a bigger role of honor than you than you have in more recent years. But yeah. there was a lovely filly one at last year called Merlin, but she hasn't really run all that much since. I don't know where she's gone. Um, she was always, you bringing... were really excited about the start of the season as well. I was, yeah, yeah, I just didn't, she hasn't appeared this year, I don't know where she's gone, but anyway. Talk to me about um, Jessica's horse, Dragon Roll, in the fancy American colours. Yeah, Grand Horse, didn't cost a lot of money, um, she picked her up at the Breeze Ups, I think, um, at Gorsbridge for 30 grand, um, which is not a lot of money at all. 
and um, she won first time out there at Goran. Um, just by a nose and the bare form now wouldn't set you alight, but definitely open to improvement. Um, and the other winner in the race is, is Fulminate, uh, trained by Gerald Lyons, another Caleb Abdullah one. He always made such a good start. Um, many er, people, I'm sure, will remember her damn quiff. Um, she ran in the St. Ledger affair. Was she a good stare for Sir Michael Stout? Sir Michael Stout. Stout, yeah. She was beaten ahead in the in the St. Ledger. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he'd won. He hadn't won the Ledger at that stage. He, beaten by rule of law? The Godolphin yes. horse? Yeah, yeah I remember that ahead. race. Yeah, I remember that race. Yeah. Won the Yorkshire Oaks by 11 lengths prior to that. She was Ooh. a proper filly. She was a proper filly and... Um, you know th- this this filly is by charm spirit and you know being out of quiff you wouldn't really expect her to be winning first time out over six furlongs um, so you you could mark her up there and expect her to improve yeah. she probably did well to win first time I know she beat um, what's a, a, a bit of a tramp now to be to, to speak plainly in in, 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 um, in Coral Beach uh, she, she, is, she is not a straightforward filly at all yeah, at take all. that Coral Beach's her. connections to listen to the podcast have a bit of that um, yeah, she she is she's not straightforward, Philly. I don't think um, Aidan O'Brien would even argue with me too much there. <laughs> add that one. Add that one to the Kevin Blake roster. The Kevin Blake uh, assessment of um, ranking of horses down yeah, down no, at the very bottom. Bit of a tramp. Yeah, and Fulminate, you know, didn't get the clearest of runs that day. Yeah, and did well. Yeah. Uh, and, and to be fair, to Coral Beach, Donica gave her an absolute beautiful ride that day. Went to try to deliver her one run and beat everything and fulminate, snuck up the inside. He couldn't have seen her coming and just done her late on. So small bit unlucky, Coral Beach, not to get the job done. I'm sure she'll win one, but it'll, she just needs late deliverance. She's very tricky. The one that will be in loads of people's notebooks, Kevin, is Zagatova, 1.6 million pound guineas uh, yearling. And she really caught the eye on debut over at Newmarket. Yes, we talked about her um, before Galway. She was entered in the Phillies made in the Galway. And we were um, we were saying she'd take beating if she ran. She didn't. Uh, looks like she'll run here, I'd imagine. And she'll be tough to beat now. You know, you'd need to be a good filly to give away a winner's penalty and beat Zagatova if she runs. I thought that was a, a run full of promise and mm. should improve a lot. I'd give a word to, to Lady Kea. Um, Sheila Lavery's horses seem to have turned the corner and, and she ran a lovely race on debut, I thought, um, in, in a race that's worked out reasonably well. Um, I, I give her a chance of, of, of being a decent filly. And then in terms of the newcomers... This came um, I, that Dermot Weld has. Yes, out of proportional. Again, another Khaled Abdullah horse. Great to see these colours a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, half-sister to Variable, who was a grand horse without being a star. Kind of, he was a, and she was a stakes horse. Um, there's one or two others. There's, there's Pink Dogwood. A sister which, to Latrobe. Full of sister. And I'll just give a shout out here. It's a bit of a quirky one. I'll give a shout out to Mags O'Toole here, um, the bloodstock agent, because she bought Latrobe as a foal. Um, she would buy w- with Eddie O'Leary, and she bought Latrobe for €88,000 as a foal, um, was re offered as a yearling, and made 65,000 guineas, um, which is a similar amount of money, but a loss. You know, once you take into um, a year's expenses and everything yeah. that goes into getting a horse ready for the sales, that's a loss, right? And that, that would have not, and he's gone on to it in Irish Derby, which is probably even more frustrating, but they made a loss on the horse. Um, and despite that, um, about seven weeks later, Mags O'Toole went back and bought the full sister again, 115,000 guineas. Um, and that, took, that just shows, uh, I admire that because a lot of people would just, be a bit thick about it. They they get a bit emotional and sentimental and say, oh, I lost money on the full on the full brother. No, I like this filly, I'm not gonna buy her. But she went and backed herself and paid even more for the, the filly, the full sister. And she and she went back as a yearling. Um Lynn Lodge again, which is Eddie O'Leary. So the same team bought her, bought the full sister and she made three hundred and eighty thousand nice. in September. Um so fair play to them. They went back and got stuck in again. They they backed their judgment. And, and that's very admirable in, in my book. And uh, Pink Dogwood, it doesn't sound like a, a nice name, but uh, I just flicked it into uh, Wikipedia there. Oh, I was going to ask you, what is it? And it's, it's a pink, flower. Yes, it it's is. It's a flower. In Miami. Yeah, yeah you, um, you get. Yeah. I knew so, that yeah, off the w- top of my head. 
Oh yeah, but <laughs> what, 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 it's not a name that rolls off the tongue. But um, oh. yeah, it's a flower. It's a flower. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a pretty name at all. But when you look at the flower, it actually is. Um, yeah. So and she's a Camelot, obviously being a full to um, to Latrobe. But that is a fascinating story. That obviously she backed her judgment that it hadn't worked out for the sales, but obviously felt no, there's something there, and I'm going back to that family. So yeah, no, it took it took balls. It took balls. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, ex- listen. Yes. Fine. Um, um, who would you be uh, most looking forward to seeing? For me, it's Agatoba, just because she cost an absolute fortune in that. She's beautifully blurred, and that run had so much promise. I'd be disappointed if she got beaten. But who would you be very interested in seeing? There's a, there's I, I, a, I think so. You know, Fulminate full is a lovely filly. She's got to give away four pounds. That's a big ask. But I say she could improve an awful lot from the debut. So I'd imagine the market will have them relatively close together. I wouldn't forget about Lady Kea at, at what's likely to be a much bigger price. Mm. And um, I'll give I'll give one more mention on pedigree. Um, Balladia, Dermot Wells, yes. the Aga Khan. Pivotal. Just because, yes, I, I, just because she's the first foal out of, out of Balancia. And I, I had a big, big regard for Balancia. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very brilliant in a maiden first time out at Leopardstown. And she only ran one more time in her life. She was second to Bracelet in the, the Leopardstown Guineas trial on ground that she wouldn't have liked. And, of course, Bracelet went on to win an Irish Oaks. Um, was it, that wasn't the Irish Oaks or was it the Ribblesdale? One of the other animals. It was the group one Ribblesdale, winner. wasn't it? Was it? I have a moment. Let me just double check here. No, no, no. Bracelet won an Irish she, Oaks. She won both. There we yeah, go. That's how it's She won both. Um, and yeah, look, she, she was a very, very talented filly. She obviously must have went wrong after that. So um, I'd be interested in her purely for, for that reason. But primarily this race is likely to concern um, Zagatova and Fulminate. And yeah, I'd say... Whatever, if something can win this well, you'd imagine they'd be, you know, they'd be short enough, and in, in, they'd be shortening up in the Olginis list because yeah. this is this will this will be a good race. Yeah, this this race, you, you control list, you you control, you know, um, this, this race based on past runnings. Now, you know, it's, it's not far off a stakes race. Absolutely, um, and it's worth a fair bit of money as well. But um, this is definitely going to be a case of a watchful eye with a view to the at the races tracker for for future races. Um, yeah, exactly. I did. I was talking to our our good friend Tony Keenan, who will be back on the podcast soon, um, but is currently otherwise engaged and i'll leave it at that he's he's a pretty busy man these days um, he's a new he's a new father he's a new he's, he's a, new a dad father. he's a dad i was <laughs> gonna say nothing because you know diesel launderers don't like to be talking too much about the fact that they've got kids but yeah uh, it turns out diesel laundry <laughs> yeah, is quite he, a profitable he said business it himself in, in, in his betfair piece so i don't we're not, we're not uh, yeah. we're not talking out of school by mentioning that no uh they himself and the wife have uh, welcomed a new child into the world uh, that's just what Kevin needed another kid and um <laughs> The, the, the heir to the, to the diesel laundering business, I'm sure, will do well. Uh, Tony's a great guy. Um, apparently, he was saying to me yesterday that um, everyone is telling them that, that they are incredibly lucky because she's really quiet. And um, more importantly, he's actually getting to sleep. So yeah, nice. good Excellent. job, because I've got friends with kids and they're going to go insane. They love their children, but they're going to go insane. Uh, I asked you beforehand, so spoiler alert, you don't have a handicap good thing for the Curra, which means we'll move on to who's taking the horse to France. Inside joke for our Irish listeners. £505,000 up for grabs at Deauville with the Jacques Lamawa. Uh, group one and this will all be about alpha centauri for jessica harrington who is a best price five to four currently and is unbeaten in her last three starts all group ones surely this is just a matter of her turning up the france missing the storm surely this is a fourth group one in a row um yeah you'd hope so you would hope so she's taken on colts um older colts at that um so it's, it's a new challenge for her but you look down through them, and you know, there's Group One winners and Group One performers amongst them, but you know, there's none of them would really set you alight, is there? No. You know, and no, she's and look, she's she's had a relatively tough campaign of it, and I'm kind of, I'm just, you know, I was worried last time about her coming back a little bit quick after what was a monstrous effort at Royal Ascot, but it didn't matter. She didn't have to to be as good at Newmarket last time, but she did it, you know, she had to make her own running and she was impressive again. And she's just a, 
she's a top class filly and top class fillies in receipt of a filly's allowance are just tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, you need you need a right good coat to 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 um to beat a right good filly when the filly's getting the allowance uh, as she will here. And um I don't know if there's a right good coat against her here. Uh, no disrespect to any of them. Um, oh, Romanized. All, all disrespect to them. They're rubbish. Um, <laughs> I, I give I give Romanized um, a, a look in terms of an each way alternative because I don't think we saw the real Romanized at Ascot. Uh, his connections seemed pretty content that it was the it was the ground. Okay. It was just too firm for him. Form's done and... absolutely nothing since. Tip to hey, win ah! without parole. Bombed Gustav Klimt. Yeah, well, I wouldn't judge him on that. I judge him on the, the Guineas form, and you know, U.S. Navy flag is a good horse. It's He's probably a sprinter. Just better, um, probably just better at sprinting trips. But um, Gustav Klimt, you know, was well beaten on the day, and Gustav Klimt has been soldiering away at that level without without winning, obviously. But yeah. I'd give, just give him another chance. I suspect he'll be a wild price on the old PMU, and um, he'd be if if we if we get the eight runners, he'd be an each way alternative for exacta purposes only. For exact purposes only. This is just a case of sit back, relax, 3.20 at the races, watch Deauville and watch her fly. Alpha yeah, I, hope right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'll tell you what, Gareth. Let me say that, let me put it to you this way. How badly does the three-year-old division, and, and I would put my hand up and say US Navy flag is a proper sprinter and I hope he runs again in the UK or Ireland before he goes down under for the Everest because I think he's exciting and I'd like to see him take on something like Harry Angel or Harry Patash will hardly go back up to six fronts, but something along those lines. Um, but how badly does the three-year-old division really need Alpha Centauri, um, Roaring Lion, Saxon Warrior to come out and, and perform really well? Because otherwise, it's a big disappointing division. Yeah, sure, look, it's not the end of the world either. You know, like we've talked about before, it's, it's an unreasonable expectation to think that there'll be a proper you know, all age star amongst a single generation every year. Um, but look, she looks to be the one that could really set it light. I hope she absolutely bolts up here. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she's just, she just got better and better this season. And uh, yeah, look at the, the ground shouldn't be too fast and hope they, that they haven't got as much rain as they're fearing at Deauville, which I think is good news. Um, hopefully it's good ground for everyone and no one can have any complaints. And look, hopefully she puts on a show because she, she's capable of doing that. You know, we saw it at Ascot and we saw it to a lesser extent at Newmarket. This filly can put on a show and, um, and I hope she does because we, like we say, we need stars. Yeah. I 100% agree with you, my friend, and I hope she goes and absolutely bolts up for Jessica Harrington, who's having a fantastic season in the stable, of course, in tremendous form as well. You can see that race live on At The Races at 20 past three and all the build-up uh, race cards and all available on the At The Races app and at atthereaces.com. Uh, over at Cork, 10 past four, we have the group three, the Cork Oaks, uh, turret rocks, clear skies, my eye is drawn, though, to Dermot Wells, Philly, from Moy Glare Stud, making her seasonal reappearance, daughter of Ravens Pass. Yeah, this this is an exciting filly, Emmett. Um, she's looked a, a proper horse. And we've only seen her twice. Taco uh, Damore. Yes, she is from one of the very best families in the book. Um, she's out of Spirit of Tara, which makes her, she's by Ravens Pass, it makes her half-sister to Echo of Light. Uh, amongst a heap of, of stakes horses and it goes back to salsa bill it's, it's a beautiful page and she costs two million as a yearling um which is i'm a fan of raven's pass i've used them but that's that is just wild money kevin is for that raven's the, pass is, is that the horse that they went to war over at the sales no that was um the, funny enough we, we only talked about this a few weeks ago about um dubai millennium uh, when when Sheikh Mohammed wanted to buy up all of the Dubai Millenniums, it's this filly's half brother, Echo of Light, was the one that, that Pat O'Kelly wouldn't sell privately and insisted on going to the sales with. Um, and, and Sheikh Mo obviously bought him in the end, and he mm. turned out to be a, a, a right good horse. Um, but yeah, th this family has been just amazing for can for Kilcarran Stud. Can I just say that Echo of Light? Can you remember what he went for? It was over a million. One one point two million. Yeah. Smart man. And there, was uh, there was chat at the time that, that he would have made even more. Um, really? If he'd gone private? 
Um, no, no. When 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 he went to the sales, okay. like, there was talk that they just needed someone to, to to give it a push up along, and I think Sheikh Mo was going was going to buy him regardless. Um, but this has been like, like Pat O'Kelly's a, a great old breeder, and um, she probably won't appreciate being called a great old breeder. But um, that she she killed Karen Stodd, and this this mare has just been fantastic for them. If you look back. Um, through the sales prices they've got uh, for yearlings out of Spirit of Tara. Uh, let's just go here. 300,000, 150,000, half a million, 1.2 million, 225, 600,000, um, 900,000, 300,000, 950,000, 950, um, 2 million, and the last one only made 120. How dare he? Oh, <laughs> so what, been, the black sheep of the family. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's a wonderful family flame of Tara. It goes back to in Salsaville. And she's just been, she's a 24-year-old mare now. I don't know if she, that, that might have been her. I, I'll, actually, I'll tell you what, just so we're not speculating. I'll actually, as we're talking, I'll, I'll, I'll find out if that was her last. Um, because put you'd imagine the, at the age of 24, she's, she's nearly finished at this stage. Put the law on you declaration of, is, this couldn't be right. Was there one sold for, one sold this year for £9,000? That's um, that's an unraced three-year-old by the looks of it. So. Oh, okay, I was going to say, what the hell happened um, there? Yeah, yeah you're that, right that's, a, that's, that's a gelding. And he's a gelding. Another black sheep of the family. Um, yes, that went wrong along the way. Yeah, you're right. But, the, the, uh, the last horse, the last horse um, that we have is the 120,000 euro purchase for just in case yeah. buying. I get it right here. I can get the old Weatherby's records, um, and that will confirm what I suspect. I suspect. Uh, yeah, the last one was 2016, a Colt by Invincible Spirit. Um, but anyway, we, we digress down a bloodstock direction again. This she obviously cost that much money. You know, I was watching her very close at the time, and she put up a fabulous performance first time out mm. at Nace. She didn't race at two. She and the vibes weren't strong on her now, um, coming into her debut, and she absolutely bolted up on the clock. It was a fabulous performance, and um, she beat some good solid horses in Clongos and Belgravia and and Diodorus and smashed them, properly smashed them. Um, but she disappeared again for the middle part of the season and returned for a listed race back at Nace and um, beat her old friend, L.A. Goes to Vegas, um, amongst <laughs> others. L.A. <laughs> goes list- to Vegas! In a listed list- race at Nace um, and did it very well again. And that was over a mile and a half. And, you know, she clearly hasn't been straightforward, but it's great that she's back in training uh, as a four-year-old. And hopefully she'll make up for lost time here because I think she she's a very talented filly. It's a and, it's um, a real I, shame, Kev, that she's so exciting and costs so much money that we've only seen her twice. So I hope I hope this pays dividends. And and I just wonder, has it been physical issues or was it what was wrong with Dermot Stable last year? That you know there was so many things wrong there in terms of stable form that he's just had to bide his time with her. But hopefully that's going to be time that can be made up for because she's so exciting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I'd be excited about seeing her now. Okay, um, that pretty much does it, I think, for Cork, which means, shockingly, on the final Furlong podcast, we can switch to the UK. Uh, but we're staying with the Phillies. New market, the Sweet Solaris Stakes, Group 3, will see main edition, who will probably turn up, I imagine, with a black eye and several bruises, uh, <laughs> given what happened last time out. Frankie... Uh, 18 and a half lengths she was beaten after the absolute chaos at Newmarket behind Pretty Pollyanna. Of course, Pretty Pollyanna has come out since and bolted up. Um, would you be expecting Main Edition to get back in the winner's enclosure here, Kevin Blake? Or would you be interested in Charlie Appleby's Lepilosa, Ajar for Richard Hannon, Penny Whistle for John Gosden, and that man again, Frankie DeZori? Yeah, tough race because, you know, you have Main Edition and Lepilosa, you know, pretty much heading the market and those were the two that were the real sufferers in that that mad incident yeah uh instigated by frankie's horse uh, and la pelosa has come out and been a bit disappointing since um she's a filly i like now and i was hoping she'd win stepped up seven furlongs last time and and it didn't happen and she was just a little bit disappointing there main addition had been really was really good 
at Royal Ascot. I thought I, I really liked that performance. Yeah. And I think the step up to seven will suit her. You know, I, I love a bit of rain knocking about there. I don't know what the forecast is like, but I would just be happier with her now on, on the ups and downs of the July course. I, I'd love to see a small bit of rain. Hmm. Um, it's currently, because I know, currently good to firm ground, Kev. Yeah, and look, I know it was good to firm when she was so good at Ascot. I know that. But I just think she'll be helped by knees. She hits the ground hard enough. And just on those ups and particularly the downs, I, I would just love to see a little bit of rain for oh her. Oh, my God. Sorry, can we go back to pedigree chat? Well. Do you know who this... To the damn sire is. Oh, Woodman. Woodman. <laughs> pal, Woodman. <laughs> Woodman. Sire of Hawkwing. And an all-round absolute disgrace. Uh, ah, stop. Poor old Woodman. Retired in 2007 when his last fee was $20,000. He was a brilliant juvenile. I, like, Hawkwing was his best. Um, Pass for a sham. Hawk, Hawkwing earned a million, man. Come on. Bosser Sham earned 588,000. If we're going to... Uh, never mind your money. Who cares about money? All right, let's go, let's, let's go on official ratings. Hawkwing was rated 137. Bosser Sham was rated 131. Yeah. Galileo's never had a horse. Hawk, Hawk, Hawkwing was rated... <laughs> Hawkwing was rated 137. I think we How could... many horses are... Like, what? You got Frankel. <laughs> like, Frankel's probably the only horse that's had a higher official rating than that. You, I, it, I'm it, pretty sure we all know where that trace is back to as well, by the way. That rate. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, it's that lock into you could set your watch by that lock into. Oh god almighty tonight. <laughs> Just look, if you're new to the podcast, if you are younger than us, do me a favor. Go on to YouTube, look up two thousand and three Lockinge Newbury, and watch the fact at the start that the horse who is expected to make the running doesn't load. And that Mick Canan realizes this. And the second that horse doesn't load, Canan goes, right, I'll go make my own pace. And then Hawkwing goes off and does what he does. Now go look at the 2003 Queen Anne. Yeah. <sighs> there, and did, did and I, that was the, the end of Hawkwing. Is. Come on. Is, is this correct? I assume we're looking at the same website. Did Hawkwing have an official rating of 137? Yeah. His, 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 official, his best official rating... Was, I need to double check this. Was one three seven? I so will. No, you, you could have given him a rating of one hundred and fifty. Obviously, if you well, wanted to. What, but... There were there were because I remember taking a real interest in that. There were people who wanted to. There That's there scary. were there were genuine handicappers who wanted to give him the highest rating ever given to a racehorse. They'd never seen anything like it. Let me see. His official rating, the highest ever rating he got. I, I want to double check that because that sounds too. He, but bear in mind, if that's true, he got a Hawkwing rating. Hawkwing was rated 137, and Frankel, the greatest horse to ever live, uh, in my mind, <laughs> yeah. was 140. What what raised what rating did see the stars out? Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, the Triple Group One winner officially retired. BHB rate BHB as it was at the time, yeah. 137. Good Jesus. Jesus. Let me see. What, what was Cedar Stars? He probably Cedar Stars is probably low one thirties. Probably fair. because he only just he did the Giants Causeway thing. He only just about managed to win his races. Yeah, and, and he would have been and he would have been receiving weight in, in many of his That's best true. performances. Yeah, but was was uh, brilliant. Let's see. Cedar Stars. Oh, no, not the not the five year old mayor by Siuni. C. Oh, you're C, all right. Cedar we'll, Stars. We'll skip no, that one. Thanks very much. Uh, no, sorry, that's C and Stars. Cheers, uh, database. Um, da -da -da, C to Stars. Peak rating of 135. Hawkwing uh, was rated two pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, this is, that's, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Here's, here's enough, a quick one for you, go, Kev. To, to, Here, here's a quick one for you, right? So, um, the last recorded stud fee for Hawkwing, I can see, was 2008, and it was 15,000 euro. And that, I think, is when... Cool He's more. going strong in Korea, as far as that's you know, very Korea. isn't it? Yeah, it's I think it's in South Korea. Yeah, Coolmore went thanks, but no thanks, and off he went. I think one cool cat's in India, if I have that right. I think so. Oh, I've lost track of him. To who be honest, was, who was Hawkwing's best best performer on the track? Um, duh, 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 it was. Don't look it up. 
Oh, I'm looking it up because he won't get it. Lucky um, General. He only had three wins. He won over a million in prize money and had an official rating of 112. He had a few good horses in, um, Hawkeye in the Hong New. Kong. Hawkeye the New uh, was let, a good one. Let Me Fight um, was, was the best of all. He was in Hong Kong. Let Me Fight? Um, yeah, don't ask me what he was. Let's see what he was. Alan Swinbank trained him in, Ireland, in England, sorry. I was going to um, say Alan Swingback wouldn't that, that wouldn't be appreciated that he was transferred to to Ireland there, but we'll take it. He was he was called Ask Frank, and uh, he went to Hong Kong and was very good. But yeah, there we go. But as um, let me just see here, just My just God. to get we'll, we'll, we'll bring ourselves back to the point you were originally making. Woodman as a broodmare sire. Terrible. Let's see, he, let's see how he's got on as a broodmare sire now. He's the broodmare sire of Byward, Kinsale King, Mamul. Asian deputy, frozen fire. Oh, oh these are all kind of these are Derby, all one, then... one crowded, crowded house. These are all one twenty plus. Hours. Frozen fire ended up with Mike DeCock, though. Major Caddo, uh, Snow Ridge is a good horse. Harbor mm-hmm. Watch, French Navy. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Harbor Watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. More yeah. than more than ready. There you go. Oh, more than ready is it's, it's still doing the job. In fairness, great sire. Yeah. Um, there you go, broodmare star. You're knocking poor Woodman as a broodmare star. Yeah, as the son of Mister Prospector is an all right broodmare star. If he's still going, by the way, he's 35 now. Um, but he was no, God, no fear that. God, he was, he was a t- uh, no. He was such an overrated stallion. God Almighty, tonight. I, I, uh, and the he, thing, he, the thing about him is, is for some reason, they went nuts for him at the sales. Like they used to go absolutely bananas. He was a good sire. He, no, we, I've just proved he wasn't. Um, <laughs> you, you've proved he wasn't by by slagging him for having the second highest rated horse ever. Who we both think <laughs> is an absolute ridiculous <laughs> nonsense that Hawkwing had 130, 137 Hawkwing. Dear As God. a great man once said, it's a factual fact. And it's it's, it's uh, written down in history now. You'll have it there in front of me, Kevin Blake. Tell me this. High Chaparral, what was his official, what was his highest ever rating? Oh, stop. Um, let me see. Bear with me now. We, we, we're going to have to move on here now because there's all this, all, all the kids what? that listen to this would be like, who? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, kids. F- apologies. Can't have been 126, oh. was it? No, it wasn't one. 126? Apparently 126. Oh my god. That's a disgrace. Hi Chaparral, <laughs> who destroyed Hawkwing in a derby. Anyway, go on. Um so yeah, we were talking about Woodman and the fact that he's the, the damn sire of um, main edition, which has put me right off main edition now. Yeah, that's stop. Yeah, so look basically I'd love a bit of rain for main edition. Um, I wouldn't have a strong view in this. I'd love to see Lapalosa bounce back, but mm, I'd say main addition, I wouldn't, won't mind going up the extra furlong. Uh, yeah, I don't have much more to say. Penny Whistle um, was good last time. Yeah, Don't I like that yeah. Um, You know, I just need to step up. Look, she, she's a fair way behind the likes of main edition now in terms of bare form. Um, so yeah, look, I'll watch this with interest, but it's not one I, I'd go looking at with a view to having a strong view or, or a bet or anything like that. You know. Quick word on Haydock. Uh, the Smarkets Betting Exchange Rose of Lancaster stakes a Group Three over a mile and two and a half furlongs. The only reason I mentioned this is because Hamdan Al Maktoum has just dominated this race over the years, and he's got a Frankel um, out of Dash to the front, trained by Owen Burrows, who is crushing it. Uh, I imagine. This horse will be a pretty short price favorite. This Colts, three-year-old, and uh, El Wazir, and he should go and win. Although he will be facing um, uh, Zaki, who's been disappointing. That's that's a that's a project of Rory Delargi's that unfortunately has not come to pass uh, so far. And Communique, who won at Goodwood, uh, will be in opposition. But you would imagine that El Wazir will be going and winning that race. What's your best bet of the weekend, my friend? Oh, I should, oh Kevin, Kevin, sorry. Whoa, got to start the podcast all again. Shergar Cup is on. The, cur- the current going is good to firm. Uh, straight course, stand side, round course, inside. Uh, it starts at 105, ends at 4 o'clock. Oh, oh, that- straight course, what? That'll <laughs> that'll do it for the Shergar Cup on the final Furlong podcast. Unless there's something you want to mention in- about it, do you? No, you just totally confused me with your straight course inside line. <laughs> straight, straight course, stand side, round course, inside. What? 
<laughs> the stalls, the stalls, it. man, the stalls. That's where the stalls are going to be. Oh, Jesus. Um, what's your good thing for for, for the shirt haircut? <laughs> I haven't looked at the cards yet. Neither have I. <laughs> But, but I'll watch it I actually enjoy the Shergar Welcome Cup, along to the weekend preview Where we haven't watched anything About the Shergar Cup I'll... No I, I actually enjoy it I wouldn't be having a bet But I, I actually enjoy I'm it I'm going to put my hand it. up I'm going to put my hand I enjoy, up I, I say, enjoy the spectacle I enjoy it as well And I have no problem saying that I'm just looking here At, at who's involved um, Fran Berry's involved again He's done well over the years um, Oh our good fr- oh, Do you know who'll win Line of Reason will win the first race H- And Haley Turner's on board yeah, yeah look, that's good fun it's good fun it's different some people don't like it but they'll pack out Ascot big crowd great atmosphere um, something different if you don't like it no one's forcing you to watch it or be exactly. interested in it I, I like it I'll watch it I'll enjoy it were you ever part of it with Jeremy Gask um, we had a runner there one year actually yeah we had a runner um, remember a man one ran there one year didn't run well okay um don't think he got he got a very good ride from memory but oh <laughs> dear me slamming um, but throwing there, throwing but shade at the jockey uh john best mick quinn jim goldie uh made hay last year they were on the score sheet a year ago and i am looking here kevin blake because i'm interested in what the prize money is 135 grand why wouldn't you want yeah, to be it's, involved it's, in it's great prize money it's great prize money if you're willing to kind of you know, some some trainers and connections don't like the fact that they can't control who their jockey is. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it can it can be, get a bit rough there at times. Um, you know, with with a, with a small element of team tactics. But okay, it's it's look, it's something different. I wouldn't be betting on it. I wouldn't recommend you bet on it if if, if you don't have to. But um, I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. It's really yeah, fun. Uh, take take a, take a laid back attitude to it, lads, and enjoy it. Yeah, I really wouldn't be panicking about it at all. I will be watching it and um. I won't be betting on it, but I'll, I'll watch it for sure. Uh, best bet of the weekend for you? Jesus. Um, totally caught me on the hop again there. Oh, come on, man. Um, I will just say that uh, Magic Circle is going to be ridden by the winner of last year's Melbourne Cup which, uh, of course, means an awful lot to the Final Furlong podcast because that winner was rekindling. Uh, so Corey Brown's going to ride Magic Circle, which is interesting. Yeah, good I, yeah, I don't know what kind of a price she'll be now. She might be short enough, um, but in the absence of any kind of wild big price fancy, um, I'd be disappointed if Zagatova didn't win. Okay. Phillies racing. I'm the same. Yeah, I will. Uh, uh, let's go for the double, shall we? I know you want to go with advertise, but I'll go with. I'll ask Blake Bet for a price, please, on Sagatova. Oh, can I get the treble, actually? Sagatova, Alpha Centauri, and Sergei. Sergei I'm confused. Uh, Sergei Prokofiev. Uh, can I get the, the mug treble on those, please? Thanks very much. Um, Enable's been handed an entry on Irish Champions Weekend Day. She's entered for the Blanford Stakes, which is fascinating, Kevin. Irish Champions Weekend Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my, my mind is all over the shop. <laughs> Kevin knows why, um, but it's, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, Enable is entered in the Blanford Stakes uh, on Irish Champions Weekend. I almost said it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's yeah, exciting. Yeah, back up, back up, back up plan. I'd imagine. I'd imagine it's a backup plan. But yeah. wouldn't it be, it'd be fabulous if she came oh, on? Wouldn't it just? Like... Wouldn't it just? It'd be fantastic. Uh, if Kevin can mention a show, then I can. Uh, available now on Sky Atlantic is a show I think you would like, Kevin. Uh, it is called Succession. Brian okay. Cox. Brian Cox stars in it. So you really like Billions? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not caught up with it, but I really like it. Yeah, I've got to catch up on season two as well. Um, pesky work has gotten in the way, but uh, started watching Succession recently enough, and um, it's kind of like it's based on the Murdoch family. Um, it's a it's a media empire family, and then the dynamics within that family, and um, the father who is a media mogul who's seen ten presidents come and go is starting to fail in health but is still trying to rule with an iron fist and um then his dysfunctional family that it based around that it's really good takes a couple of episodes to get into but i recommend it Uh, but more importantly if you've got amazon watch bosch i know straight away that uh, simon one of our regular listeners will be going oh 
finally love for botch again it's brilliant it's a it's an la detective drama series set in the hollywood homicide division um it's written by a guy called michael connelly uh based on novels by him and it's brilliant titus welliver is in the lead role and it is hieronymus bosch harry bosch it is absolutely brilliant and the other is a two two season <laughs> show what? You can't give three TV records. Oh, I'm giving three, baby. If I'm giving three. If there are three films, you'll get away with it. But you're you're you're, you're recommending series, that series, like, like 10, 10 or twelve hours of television apiece. And here's the third. Uh, ah, stop. The third is Billy Bob Thornton in a TV show, returning after after season one of Fargo to a show called Goliath, which is also available on Amazon, and it's a legal drama, and it is excellent. Uh, and Billy Bob Thornton won Golden Globe, I think, for Best Actor. So go watch those shows. Uh, abandon everything else, your responsibilities in work, as you listen to this podcast while you're supposed to be getting in that all-important briefing to your boss. Screw that. Never mind all that. Uh, you're supposed to take your wife or your girlfriend out to dinner, uh, your husband or your boyfriend. Nah, bend them all. Don't meet your friend who's just back on holidays. Go watch the shows on Amazon. Goliath, Bosch. And on Sky Atlantic Succession, and uh, if you want to go watch the documentary, Kevin has told you the excellent Last Chance You. I say excellent. I've only seen season one. That was epic. And I'm going to go and watch season two and three uh, on Blake's advice. Uh, That is it. But before that, though, as I snap my fingers, I'm actually going to go watch Avengers Infinity War because it's out digitally. So uh, Rishi will be on the podcast next week to talk all about... Uh, oh, the fact gosh. that uh, Avengers Infinity War is now out on digital. Uh, Kevin, any other stories to highlight? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't make Rishi cry. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to highlight ahead of the weekend? No, that's it. That's it. In which case, we're back on Monday. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, thank you for all the kind words on social media as well. I know I say that a lot, but it is 100% genuine and uh, means an awful lot. So, um, And some very kind words said to us over the last few days. I should mention, by the way, the man's name is Elliot Moreland. He said, FFS Kennedy, I was on a date with a girl and she was saying, not since 19 ellipses and couldn't finish her sentence. So I jumped in with, since 19 dickity do? And she looked at me like I was an alien. Uh, good man Elliot as I said to you if she doesn't know the Simpsons move on move on you're better off Uh, from Kevin Blake good luck from me Emma Kennedy thanks so much for tuning in I hope you enjoyed it enjoy your weekends betting enjoy the weekends racing go put on a show Alpha Centauri we'll talk to you Monday on At The Races thanks for listening God bless have you downloaded the free At The Races app yet with easy to use race cards and form Expert daily tips, plus video replays and in-app betting is the app that no racing fan's phone should be without. Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheracers.com forward slash app for more details.